All right, when you start filming, because I'm ready. All right, we're gonna record here and hey, uh, bring it on, man. I was I was born to do this. So bring it on. Feeling good? Feeling good. Yeah, All bring right. it on. We're gonna start recording here in uh, okay. In five, four, three, two. All right, lead us in. Uh, welcome to Whiskey Words and Wisecracks uh, from the my. Uh, you butchered the name already, and this you got to think Denny's on this one, Chris. It's Moons Over My Drammy Saloon. Moons Over My Drammy Saloon in beautiful Bardstown, Kentucky, the bourbon capital. That is correct, Chris. Absolutely right. And um, I guess we'll give you a little background of what, how it kind of brought us here to Kentucky. I had a job with my company I'm currently with, and I just kind of, my kids got older, and I wanted to change, so... We came down here and visited Kentucky a couple of times. We saw bourbon capital of the world. We like horses, uh, so on and so forth. Here we are. Uh, Chris, what brought you down to this uh, area of the country, this beautiful area of the country here? Well, I'm originally, I was born in Houston, Texas. I grew up around the St. Louis area. My dad moved out here, and uh, when he started getting older, I moved out here, met a beautiful girl, made her my wife, have a daughter now, two great stepsons. Uh, where did you originally come from? Oh. I come from Cleveland, Ohio. The 216, oh, actually. Absolutely. Representing home a little bit here. Representing um, home. Yeah. So uh, what we think we're going to do here is um, when I came to Kentucky with my beautiful wife as well, let's get a beautiful uh, plug for my beautiful wife in as well before we get in trouble. We don't want that kind of trouble here. That's not what this is about. Um, we came down here. We think there's really Kentucky's known for what? Okay, you got your thoroughbreds, you got your bourbon. So we wanted to kind of inundate ourselves with this state, this commonwealth, if you will. So we said we really don't know anything about raising a horse, except that they're expensive. So why not start a little bourbon collection? So and now Chris, is uh, describe your I, bourbon background to us. I, well, it's here, take this shot. Um, <laughs> I'm not the uh, whiskey connoisseur. This is the whiskey expert. I'm more the novice. So I'm going to learn a little bit here. I'm more the producer of this show, and Kyle is the the whiskey man. And I've learned a lot through the three years that I've lived here. We've uh, What program we started, my wife and I, I wouldn't know if you'd call it even a program or not, is that we buy a whiskey of the month. Every first of the month, we go buy a bottle of whiskey, we drink it, we try it, we save it, and it goes into our uh, whiskey of the month collection, if you will. Every week we go back into that collection. We pull out a whiskey to be the whiskey of the week from the older whiskeys of the month. Actually, I keep them in the order that we bought them. So every time, every week on my bar, there'll be a whiskey of the week next to a whiskey of the month. Taste them, compare them, see if I like them as good as last time. Again, learning as we go. There's people that have a lot more knowledge out there. But uh, just learning and having fun with it, and that's what it's all about. So That's awesome. So uh, we're going to do a little whiskey tasting today. Uh, Try to give you uh, some reviews, uh, give you some suggestions on what to buy, what's good, what's not. Um, it'll be interesting. Two different uh, perspectives on whiskey. He's obviously had a lot more experience than me, and I'm more the noob of the the whiskey world. So, but both obviously bodybuilders. You can't see much of us, but you could probably tell that just from our shoulders. I would think that obviously, you know, we're not missing time in the gym either one of us. You know, obviously. Obviously. So what I'm going to start out with, you come to Kentucky, what do you think? It's the home of Jim Beam, right? And I think a good low-proof whiskey to start with for Chris over here would be good. So we have, under our little bar here, some 
original Jim Beam. And this is used for our well whiskey in the house. So let me further explain. We are in a pole barn right now uh, that uh, I built this little bar. And this bar is not completed. Um, I put some wood on here on the top just for us to work with. There's a bit of a pandemic going on right now. If you see the social distance right here. So uh, there's a cardboard front and a uh, three pieces of wood uh, kind of haphazardly screwed to the top here. So there is going to be a nice finished look to this bar. Now is not the time for that. Uh, it's not the time to be waiting around in a lumber yard. So um, without any further ado here, let's uh, unscrew this and get a little pour for this guy over here. Uh, we're going to serve this to you in Glen Karen glasses. Now those are designed in this classic tulip shape you see here before you. Um, that tulip shape is kind of, it, what it does, it kind of funnels the scents, I guess, to the top of it and uh, gives you, you put that snout of yours in there and really get a good uh, good sniff on that. And, uh, I have a good snout. So. I do too. I think we have noses for whiskey. I really yeah. do. And um, that comes back to the bodybuilding as well. I'm not sure why, but it does. So, all right, here we go. And we're going to do light pours. This guy doesn't live around the corner. He actually, you know, lives in a uh, a couple miles away, so we're going to get away on DUI. And so we're going to do a very, very, very small couple of pours here. Hopefully just enough where we can get our snouts into it and smell it. So Yeah, it's 3.10 in the afternoon. And it is 3.10 in the afternoon. And uh, yeah, I know it's 5 o'clock somewhere, is that popular saying, but um, we don't want to really, you know, upset the beautiful wives we mentioned. And, Chris, if you do not want to finish anything, feel free to kind of uh, – pour it in that glass or we can find a place to put it. I'll get another glass we could put it in. And uh, there's actually some glasses right up there. You, no obligation to finish it at all. So let's nose her up here. Again, we have the classic Jim Beam right here. Let's nose it up and see what we get with our uh, design for whiskey sniffing snouts here. What do you have so far? I saw you kind of reaching and groping. It smells good. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I've never uh, saw whiskey like this before as uh Breaking it down and a little lighter in examining color. it, and Others you know, let's just take a shot. But um, yeah, it's got a nice light color. I'm gonna sniff it a little bit myself. Or you want to sniff it? Uh, you want to get your nose down in there as as comfortable as you are, and uh, keep your mouth open. Now. Keep your mouth open. Let's see what you got here. Let's see your technique. Here. Uh, you don't have to in eat the glass necessarily. <laughs> you just want to kind of, you know, be subtle about. I don't it. know, man. It's uh, it's hard to um. Break out, uh, distinguish different notes and things. I always feel like I, I, I get like a, a cinnamony. A cinnamony, that's good. That's you know? good. That's definitely you're on your way somewhere. I'm getting definitely. I'm getting oak out of this, and it's not aged very long, so oak. it's kind of weird that I'm pulling oak out of it right now. It's only, I believe, a four-year-old whiskey here. Uh, Eighty, what is it? Uh, yeah, eighty proof, forty uh, percent ABV, if you will. So, um, let me smell it once again here. A little bit of cherries. Uh, it's kind of faint. I don't know if we don't maybe have enough in our glass, but it's definitely not a higher proof whiskey, so I'm not getting a ton of smells jumping out of the box at me here. Um, again, we're using this around the house in highballs, you know, just mixing it with some ginger ale, some ale some Coke, uh, make whiskey sours occasionally, you know, so. Um, yeah, well, uh, I used to drink Jack and Coke a lot, so. Um, you got a, you got a gym and you got a Coke right there. You have a drink in front of you without even knowing it. I know. Might have to mix it together later. You might have to mix it together. Maybe tonight when we get home. Man, some, I think home. I got some gem or jack at the house. So. I get a little cherry, a little oak, but uh, again, the scents aren't you know, they're not terribly strong we with this one. We ready for the taste test? I think we are. Right. Dive on in. Do you? 
Who guessed first here? This is exciting. Okay, what you want to do there, keep it in the front of your mouth for this a few This is seconds. not wine, is it? it is not, <laughs> this is not wine. No, it's a little, um, it's uh, the proof is a little bit higher in this, and it's not made with grapes or two of the major differences. Oh, okay. This. Yes, this is a corn-based spirit right here you're indulging yourself upon. Made by these fine oh. people right here. There's like a whole history on the side of this here. Oh. There's a lot of, uh, See, uh, I don't even know. Men in various forms of clothing as that were popular in the uh, styles of that day. I'll turn this to you and pass that over there. You can take a look there. Seven and I'm going to dive on in here. of the Beam family. What I'm doing when I'm sipping it, the first one, I just, I'm going to kind of sip it like I'm sipping a cup of coffee. You know? Just kind of take a sip. Oh, yeah, the hot, hot cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. You said something about that. Swallow it on down. Mm -hmm. mm, I'm still getting oak from this. And, I, again, only four years in barrels. I'm uh, surprised, but that's kind of what I've got a cherry now. And the cherry's definitely jumping out of the glass now for me. Um, smooth. I think it goes down pretty smooth. I think so. Yeah, that Not was very wine smooth. smooth as you Not to, as wine but smooth, smooth. But it was um, very smooth. Yes. Um, let's go and have it for another sip. What do you think here? Yeah. And this on this sip, what I want you to do is kind of hold it in the front of your mouth for about five seconds. Okay. Kind of acclimate your whole yap to it. All right. And then swallow it down. I'll do this. I'll, we'll drink this one together here. A little silence I, there. I never thought of the silence if we did that together. Yeah. I should have thought that through. Thoughts, comments? I definitely get a little taste of that oak you were talking about. Mm -hmm. um, you said it's only four years old. Like how? Um, to my knowledge, anyway. How old would it have to be before like these more flavors pop out like oak? Well, uh, always the theory is, you know, the longer in oak, the more oak you're going to get from it. And the higher proof it's going to get up. What I found is the higher proof, you get more of an explosion of flavor. Like you'll get when okay. you swallow that back at a higher proof, you'll be like, boom, cherry, boom, oak, boom, it's, vanilla. Always get boom, hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> burn. Boom. You're at the boom, hot phase. right? Boom, now, burn. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I kind of have grown to like. And I don't know if that sounds weird or not, but I think whiskey people out there would agree. You kind of like that. I have to learn how to uh, differentiate the different flavors. I'm, I I get a little bit of difference, but I, I need to um, maybe hone on on what what I think they might be. I don't. I gotta probably read up on what goes into whiskey. Well, it's uh, whiskey. Uh, a bourbon, for example, which we had before, is at least fifty one percent corn. A bourbon. Yes, mm -hmm. a bourbon. Yes, and the uh, remainder of the things going in there are Fruit Loop cereal. Um, and I'm okay. That's not really. It's a rye. That's where the cherry was in. That's where the cherry from, exactly. It's rye, and I believe malted barley would go into that, or just barley. Aged, aged four years. Yes, aged four years. It does say that, so I was right. And I was going off the cuff on that, but I'm glad I was right. I don't wanna, I'm not here to give false information to folks out there. So, um, so uh, is, um, is this a cheaper one since it's only aged four years? Are there more expensive ones say 10 years or yes absolutely and you're going to hear this a lot my wife is an expert shopper and i believe we got that entire thing for i think it might have been like 18 bucks or something like that it was oh very, that's not bad cheap. at all yeah we had we had grocery store points and we had all kinds of there was a sale so we really uh, got that very cheap so and um it is like i said we're mixing it with all kinds of stuff in there just having fun with it in the house there and um you know just enjoying it and uh i don't really drink it like this just that's kind of kind of yeah, nice and I still smooth have a little little sip down here. I do too. Let's uh, let's take care of that little problem here. Hmm. 
I think it's good. I like it. Jim Beam, I guess there's a, there's a reason you're the number one selling bourbon in the world, which it, which it is. You just had the number one bourbon in the world. Congratulations. What a good place to start this adventure. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Um, I would agree. <laughs> All right. Now, we could rinse our glasses with a little water if we want to. I did happen to bring out a water okay. bottle. So. Or we could not. You know, that's really up. <clears throat> I'll just put a little water in there. Well, that's what this podcast is about. To figure out the number one, you know? Exactly. What do we like the best? What's what the, do we like the best? What would we recommend to other people? I have favorites um, now. Yes, I do. But um, I'm dumping this on the floor. That's right. It's a barn, people. All right. Let's try to get the water out of the glass now. This might not have been the best idea of winging this like we are. But that's the idea of winging it, I guess, right? All right. I have another whiskey for you to try. We're going to go a different direction this time. Okay. All right, let me get this uh, bathtub-sized Jim Beam out of our way here. Which is, uh, it's a little heavy. And in the meantime, in between, I like to cleanse my palate with a little homemade beer. Now, I made this little treat for you myself. Um, it's, uh, I have bought a kit. My wife got it for me for Christmas a few years ago. And this is probably my sixth or seventh batch. And um, it, hopefully this sounds like a beer opening. If it doesn't, we're in big trouble. So there's the sound. Oh, That's yeah. what you want. If that, you hear that sound, you're in good shape. So, because I've uh, mis miscapped some of them, and you don't hear that sound, and it ends up tasting like a mixture of Flintstone vitamins, feet, and failure. So, yeah, Tasty. that's putting it nicely. You want to pass your glass over here? I gave you a beer glass for you there. You could do that. We got to get a bar we can slide things on. I think we need that right away. Well, with social distancing and all, I think sliding is sliding. A good thing, it yes. is. So, yeah, and you notice the social distance we have here. No masks, but, um, you know, I get uh, get tired of being locked up with my own halitosis from time to time. So um, it's nice to not have the mask on. I wear them a lot. <clears throat> you get a lot of, uh, whenever you wear the mask, too, your, your breath. I don't think whiskey breath is the best. I think out of this whole mask thing, I think Altoids is going to be the big winner. Altoid breath is the big winner, and, uh, yes, I would agree with that 100%. I'm on board with that. Altoid breath is, is, where you, is where it's at right now. Okay. On a homebrew, you want to leave a little bit at the bottom of the bottle because that is yeast that is still doing the, uh, the fermentation, if you will. So um, I'm going to set this off to the side. You want to give that a little taste in between our whiskeys here? Uh, do you have a name for your uh, I, That is an excellent beer? question, an excellent unrehearsed question, Chris. I do. It is called Dax Has a Winding Disorder Porter. <laughs> My dog Dax, whenever he wants something, the other dog have a rawhide or something like that, he'll just sit there and lay his head on the floor and whine. And uh, it's really embarrassing because he's a big dog and um, something we're, we deal with, you know, tell him to zip it. We're trying to teach him, you know, that's not cool. In the meantime, though, we have Dax has a whining disorder porter. Dax has a whining disorder porter. That is correct. You All right. A little air uh, cheers. Slancha. That's oh. Irish for cheers right there. Slancha. All right. All right. Let's gobble this up, shall we? I forgot we can't drink at the same time because then no one's talking. Or we could. I mean, it's our it's our thing we're doing. You know, we do whatever. We that want. is really good. Oh my yeah. god. I did a good job. It's <laughs> that very tasty. That is really good. Yes, and I and I wouldn't just say that if it tasted like shit. I would, I would say it. I really want. Uh, I always ask people for <laughs> the honest opinion of it because there's people that a guy yep. that I work with did not did not like it. He said, "Can you make something lighter for me?" I said, "Not really. What that's about? I'm a little selfish, guys. It is my beer." So, no, I cannot. But if I ever do, you'll be the first to get to try something. That was a genuine reaction. Like, I've never had this before at all, before this. That was really good. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. And uh, my secret, I'm going to tell you all a little secret right now. I start each batch 
with a gallon of toilet water. Um, what that does for you, it's minerally. It gives you that mineral kind of thing. It's like Kentucky with the limestone and the bourbon, minerally. So uh, that gives it a good start, a good basis, if you will, to really stick to the ribs. So that's what I do. That's my secret. Secret's out, everybody. Love toilet water. Let's uh, shake these out a little bit, get all the water out of there. We're going to try our next whiskey. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. Different direction. We're completely just, there's no rules here. Nice. Here we have, this is Glen Moringi Original. I looked up on the old interwebs, what would be a good starter scotch? Now, I had a bottle that was kind of smoky, and I was kind of like, that's a very weird taste, you know, when you, you're just kind of bought a bottle of scotch to buy it without a lot of research. I should add, too, that every time I try that smoky scotch, I like it a little better every time. So, without further ado, Glen Moringi 10. I'm sure you see an obvious color difference here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, it's uh, uh, kind of a lighter color. It definitely is a lighter color, yes. And um, in Scotland, from what I understand, they are allowed to add caramel dye to their whiskeys to get kind of that more bourbony color. But it looks to me like they are obviously not into that at Glenmorangie. I'm unaware. So, I don't think I've ever had a scotch. So this could be the first time. This would be your first scotch here. And this is a uh, Highland single malt scotch, which single malt, I think, is the kind you're going for. You know, it's a little... More esteemed, if you will, than a blended scotch. Maybe not. Correct me if there's comments. We're going to have a comment section, you know. Oh, definitely tell him if he's wrong. <laughs> feel free to correct any of that. So I'm going to pour us some scotch here. You want to sing a song? Somebody make a little, tell, you know, a little activity? Well, let's sing a song. Oh, you don't want to hear me sing. Okay. Well, we'll try. When I, when I got these microphones, my wife was like, I hope you're not going to sing with those. I do not have a good, great singing voice. He's not the songbird of his generation, nor am I. We're going to put the cap back on this here and turn it to the camera. I can do a pretty good Dylan impression. But. I'm going to put it down. Well, let's put it on your side here. You get a look at that if you want to read it as you kind of did with the beam. I did spill a little on the side of the bottle just because. Glenn Moringi. I think it's Glenn Moringi, I believe. Moringi. Glenn Moringi. That's what it was. Glenn Moringi. Aged 10 years. Okay, so this is going to be aged a little longer than the. Uh, than the Jim Beam. Absolutely. A significantly longer aging process. And uh, mm. scotch is very in price by age, it seems, in my experience. And uh, this is actually a reasonably young Highland single malt from what I found out there. So Jim Beam. Uh, oh, this is young. Yeah. So Jim Beam has distilleries here in Bardstown. Uh, what is Glen Meringue made? Do you know? It's in the Highland section of Scotland, which I don't know. I'm Irish, actually. Confessions. So um, I don't really know a lot about Scotland, but there, I know there's five sections of Scotland, five regions where they make uh, scotch. I know Highlands, Lowlands, uh, Speyside, Isla, and there's one other one that I seem to be forgetting, and I apologize to that, that whole region. I apologize right now. I really like this bottle, too. It's, uh, it's more fancy than the uh, Jim Beam bottle. It's a little, it's a little bit fancier. A little more yeah. upscale, I think. It's, uh, both are made of glass. I'm sure you probably noticed that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to pass this over. Oops, I gave you a little, a little heavy-handed there. Uh, there you go. That's okay. And again, feel free to, to dump it out. And mm -hmm. we're trying to keep him in the shot and be arranged when he leaves here. We don't want him any much more than that. Yeah. You know, post-production will take a while. We don't want you to then clear the streets of Bardstown because the, the crazy guy's coming home. You know, nothing like that. This is not a live stream. So. Right, right. This is not what we're about here. So, so if, uh, you know, you read about a guy that's... Uh, Totaled his car and crashed, and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and this never gets made. Then we'll see. 
We'll play it at his funeral. People. You play it at my funeral. Right. I will sing a song. All right, let's get a nose on this, shall we? That's that's significantly uh, different. It's a big difference, isn't it? It yes. is. And um, uh, well, I'm going to tell you right off the bat. I got I got honey. I'm getting honey, honey? here. Honey. Oh, thank you. You're welcome, darling. Um, can you pick up honey? And you it's think? it's definitely a sweeter smell. Yeah. Um, agreed. Agreed. Uh, honey. Um, hmm. Yeah, just honey for days on that one. I get that honey too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's funny, when you taste this stuff, if somebody says honey, you can almost kind of pick up the honey. You kind of set your nose to that uh, almost, and I'm, it kind of... I'm picking up alcohol. Um, he seems That seems to be a common theme. He gets his alcohol on these, and they are alcohol-based <laughs> products. So, um, can you get the proof on what? that for us, why you got the bottle over there? Uh, so, um, no, the the gem was uh, corn-based. What is this? Oh, hell, I don't know. I didn't research that. <laughs> we'll have to do some research on that. What, where uh, do you find the proof at? Oh, it's somewhere on the bottle. Forty-three percent alcohol. Forty-three percent alcohol. We're keeping it in the low proof. We're going eighty-six proof on this one. See that quick math there, people? That's that's what we're all about here at uh, here at the Moons Over My Drammy Saloon, if you will. And we do have a moon and dram, so we'll get that going at some point as well. Um, he's looking. He's really intensely looking at that bottle, folks, and I like that. That means he's a good student, and we're going to get this guy addicted to whiskey. Originally, balance is honeyed sweet. Sweetness with notes of citrus. Oh, almonds and creamy vanilla. Is that what we're supposed to be smelling? For a rounded complexity. I think you read this before. Actually, I did not. Not for a long time. Not since I bought it. And I've had that bottle for over a year. So, Creamy vanilla. Uh, almonds and creamy vanilla for a rounded complexity and enticing smoothness. Sounds like a nice uh, granola bar. It does. Almonds and vanilla. <laughs> Or you just get all honey, too, which happens honey, to some yeah. of us uh, undiscerning smellers, I guess. Yeah, honey, I definitely get citrus, too. Um, I don't know if I'm digging deep enough for almonds or not, but then again, we haven't tasted it yet, so maybe we'll get that on the taste. Um, Experts have honored our whiskey with uh, the most prestigious awards. Really? So. It comes in a box, I know, which tells me it's fancy. Uh, all right. So. And that was uh, that's under 40 bucks, just so you know. I mean, that's not breaking the bank on that one by any means. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, that's definitely, not bad. And I have, an, I have an Instagram account where I post pictures of whiskey, and it's yeah. weird. The more the more expensive the bottle is, the more likes you get. It seems so far in my study. Yeah, well, yeah, that's kind of yeah. We'll have to plug your Instagram on here. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even remember the name of it right now, so we'll just get back to that at some point. It's on Bourbon 1971, I believe it is. Yes. Okay. I know. But so let's well, try this, shall we? I'm gonna smell it again while you taste it. Right. Okay. Here we go. Whiskey Noob trying mm. his first scotch of his life. Mm. I'm going in. That was good. It's a little little harsher than the uh, than the Jim Beam. I think it's a little smoother actually. Um, the finish in my mouth it's really kinda pops. It really as I as I swallowed it down, the flavors kinda stayed in my mouth and kind of expanded, mm. if that makes sense. I think it's just the, the higher proof. And the um, the burn, more of a burn. You get more of a burn from it. I see. I do not. You do not. I do not. No, I get um a little. Uh, the flavor at the end is a little more than the beam. I think the beam was a little more mid sip flavory, if you will, and this is a little more back end flavory. Uh, so if you will. it had it had a really good flavor. I think it's got a better flavor than the uh, than the beam. 
but it, but it has more of a burn, and I think that kind of took away for, from it uh, at the beginning. So I think I'm gonna have to have another little sip to get to really get in that flavor. I think you should. I think you should, and I think you will. I see his elbow in the air. That's a good sign that he's sipping. So. Somebody's mowing their grass. If you hear that, uh, I don't know if the mic's picking it up or not, but. <laughs> Yeah, I got more of that flavor. I uh, I didn't get any citrus. Perhaps a little hint of vanilla. Let's swirl it in the glass a little bit. See swirl? if it wakes up, wakes up our citrus a little bit here. Okay. Honey, I just it's just a glass of honey. Yeah, I definitely get the honey. I just, it's just good. And I like that end, that kind of finish, that kind of boom it gives me a little bit there. I think it's, yeah. Which, which do you like better so far? If it's not too early to, early to ask, we can hold off on that. The Glen Meringue. The oh, scotch. The scotch. All right, Daddy Big Bucks here likes the, like the scotch better. Yeah. I wonder if you turn out to be a scotch man through all this. Who knows? That seems fancier, so hopefully. Maybe you have fancy taste. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We're winging this as we go here. I'm going to dive into this one more time here. I was really digging this toilet water beer, so mm -hmm. maybe I'm a, more of a bottom of the barrel kind of guy. Could so. be, could be, and we could review beer here. You know, our, <laughs> it's whiskey words and wisecracks. We should change it to booze, barbs, and then banter or something like that. We could change it. Yeah, the world is our oyster here. You know, this is our baby. This, this is, is our baby. baby right here. I like some. It's our baby. All right. Um. Well, uh, you have the option to finish that scotch. You can dump it in one of those glasses up there. Whatever you want to do with it. Here, you can go back to the beer. I do have one more whiskey for us to try on our inaugural. I think I'm going to dump this. Okay. So. There's a glass right up on top of there. That's a good really lighthouse like glass. We're going to get an infinity bottle. I just realized we need to do that. Grab, oh. the, grab the green bottle out of the cabinet below there. There's an empty green bottle. Yeah, there's a, he's at the cabinet next to him. You probably can see that a little bit. There's a green bottle that says Heaven Hill on it. Yeah. If you'd be so kind as to grab that. It's got a handle, folks. It's certainly got him stupefied right now, but uh, we'll, we'll get this here. Why don't you dump that into that bottle right there? We'll make ourselves an infinity bottle. Mix them all up in there and potentially kill ourselves with the, the flavor we'll create here. I'm going to finish mine because while well, I'm home. I got some driving to do, folks. So It's a little haul out here. I poured that a little heavier than I intended. I'll be honest. It's the first time with the setup here, so... Look at him go. The kid's got skills. Hands like a rock. Look at him. Steady. That's good. No camera shyness here, people. He's got the hand. Steady as a rock. That's good. Heaven Hill. Infinity bottle has been started, yes. That is a bottle actually available only in Kentucky, but we're going to try that at some point. So we'll, uh, Do you know how many distilleries are in Bardstown? I've, I've seen a lot. My gosh, it's got to be eight that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, not maybe off the top of my head. That's a lot of pressure. But I know we have Lux Row. We have Heaven Hill. We have Barton 1792. Uh, Beam is in Claremont right around the corner there. Uh, we have Bardstown Bourbon Company. Just There's just a ton of them out here. Um, it's just the bourbon capital of the world for a reason, you know. It's uh, a wonderful place if you're a whiskey man like myself. So, Well, I'm going to go in for a nip of this beer here, kind of cleanse the palate. I don't know if that's the right way to do it, but that's the way I'm doing it, so. It is tasty. I have to say, a little toilet water goes a long way. I like the aroma, too. Yeah, it's got a little coffee to it, don't you think? Yes. A little bit of coffee. 
And this is made from a beer kit that I bought online. And um, but I always add my own little stuff to it, you know, to kind of make it my own. So my own little twists, if you will, that I keep a secret in, in here. So okay, the third whiskey we're gonna try. Now we're going for this guy's inaugural whiskey voyage here. We're gonna pull this one down. We'll keep the infinity bottle up there. A little plug for Heaven Hill. We love you. Um, you want to send us a larceny barrel proof or have us come up and pick it up because we're in town. We'd be happy to do that, Heaven Hill. Just telling you. Right now, this is a rye whiskey. This comes out of Utah from the High West Distillery. And I believe they get their juice in this bottle from MGP, which is, I believe it's out of Indiana. And uh, it's Midwest Grain Products, I believe. And they, they send the distillate over there, and they just kind of do their own thing with it and make it their own. Okay. That's a very common thing. This is a rye whiskey. This is High West Double Rye. Which uh, only coming in at 40% ABV, or yeah, 40% alcohol by volume here. I can tell you that right now. 80 proof. So 80 proof. Keeping it low for you. All right. Um, should we have done this second? Maybe. Um, but uh, this is rye. So this is uh, the main ingredient in this, as opposed to corn, is rye. It's at least 51% rye. Okay. And where bourbon is at least 51% corn. So okay. what we're doing, scotch is at least 51%, whatever the heck is in scotch. Pete and stuff. We'll have to look that up. We might not want to research that. Yeah, yeah we, uh, but again, uh, we're out here in bourbon country. But I do, I did want to uh, expand the whiskey collection of scotches, some Irish whiskeys, and things like that. And I think it's a good comparison for the whiskey noobs of the world over here to kind of, you know, get their get their feet wet in other kinds of whiskey. I'm gonna go ahead and pour mine, and you can go ahead and pour yours. Then how about that? All right. I'm gonna go light-handed on mine too, because again, it's Friday night here in this area, and. Uh, Probably going to have some whiskey tonight, so I don't want to spoil too much by getting inebriated at this early stage of the day and uh, passing it over. Look at this bottle now. This is classic. they got the glass bubbles in there like the old school glass. You know, that's kind of the thing they've gone for. It's kind of an older, imper imperfect bottle, if you will. This comes out, again, I believe it's Utah. High West is in Utah. Utah. I believe it is. If I'm wrong, they're going to not let me drink their stuff anymore. I had a friend that lived in Utah for a number of years. What I'm going to do in the future, I think, is read these prior to us drinking them. Might be a good idea here. But uh, yeah, do do some research. For do the a little show. research, you know, and be a uh, be a little more hip to what I'm talking about. You know, I think I can do that. As he's calling me an expert, I'm really just kind of still learning myself. But you know, we're that's what we're doing here. That's really what we're all about. Passing of the bottle. No further ado for the pouring of. You're the uh, more of an expert than I. So I do like this bottle. Like I am a big uh, art. Uh, lover and some of these and bodybuilder and bodybuilder some of these uh bottles are uh, kind of a work of art you know mm -hmm, absolutely and that's kind of what they're going for there it's a very unique take on the bottling process and the bottle i mean it's why be mainstream and like everyone else but you can kind of do something a little bit unique with it i think it's a very cool idea i saw um dan Aykroyd, i think has his own uh whiskey and it's in like um it's in a skull Hmm. The jar, uh, the the yeah, the uh, we'll have to look that up. Glass is uh, in, in like a skull jar. It's really uh, like a, like a work of art. It's really What's pretty. It? It's really pretty too. What's it called? We come from France. Or something we like come that. from France. Conehead. Conehead whiskey. Conehead whiskey. whiskey. Is that what it's called? I don't know. It'd be pretty good. Perhaps we'll have to try that. Is there is there on a, a future way, episode? Is there a special way to pour this? Do I have to uh, tilt yeah, the glass? You got, go, you got a good hold on it right, right there. I hold the glass. glass a little manlier if you can. Stay. <laughs> okay. Last stay stationary. Yeah. Little man, I, I I keep it stationary myself. Yeah, but there might be experts. I mean, I I tend to get whiskey on the floor. I mean, 
I got whiskey on the table. That's one way to do it. Yes, there we go. Well. He's heavy-handed, this kid. I tell you, we're going to have a fight in infinity about it. You can be as heavy-handed as you want, be serious. Oops, I gave your last name. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Chris. Chris All the stalkers, Chris, the female stalkers. Chris Let's see Harris. how obviously well-built I am. Again. Yoked up, you know. But, but I am married, so. Let's get a whiff of this. Shall we? Let's, uh, you know, we want to swirl it We can swirl it out a bit prior to our sniffage. And again, these, these noses are made to sniff whiskey. We'll tell you that again. I get rye. I'm just getting rye and alcohol. I, I stuck my nose way down in there. Mm. And I got some good alcohol and, uh, and rye. <laughs> Almost like a little rye bread kind of situation going on there. Um, yeah, I get that. Um, I get a little more cinnamony. You know, like with the uh, like with the gym, I don't know if it's just. Um, I get a little bread hint to it. A little yeah, rye I get. Bread, but just I get not, that. I mean, not rye bread, just like a a bready kind of. A yeah, I get that. Note to it for sure. It's maybe a little hint of a little bit of barrel, a little mustiness from the barrel, but not off-putting. Just a little bit of uh, of that. Um, I wonder what the. Um, the barrels, what kind of wood the barrels are? Oak, white oak. Is it all oak? Well, for well, whiskey, bourbon is all white oak. Bourbon? And I'm going to say if we read this, I bet they are aged in white oak barrels. That seems to be the... Seems like there's a big story on the back there. There is a big story on the back. Some kind of dissertation, if you will. And uh, Chris, if you have a topic, I can go ahead and look into this a little bit. It's only a two-year-old. This is, this is a debate. This is just a pup. Okay. This is just a pup. And rye aging is different. Uh, it does spend less time in the barrel a lot of times. Uh, but I know Willet Distillery, another one I forgot out of Bardstown, they actually do some four and six year and beyond rise, which will just knock your socks off. They're absolutely what? What's the? Bombs. Do you know what the oldest you can buy is? Can you buy like Gosh, 50 year there old? There are some Macallans that are very old. That's a Scotch. Um, I think <laughs> there are some 50 year olds. One sold for an ungodly amount of money. Yeah, I can imagine it's just pretty like expensive. Yeah. What happens in these barrels over time is they uh, it's called the angel share. As you, they fill a barrel with whiskey over time, the alcohol actually evaporates out of the barrel. And uh, you can lose up to, uh, sometimes during the aging, they'll lose up to 20, 30% of the hooch in there, mm -hmm. actually through uh, just the evaporation, the angel share, as it's called. So I've heard of the devil's cut before. On, is that is that something different? Is that the other? Yeah, that's essentially I mean, the, yeah. the other. It's kind of a marketing, a beam marketing yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Go against the angel share, if you will, and kind of, yes, it's a manly devil's cut kind of thing, you know, and it's, uh, I've never had, I have, I, I apologize, I had a little two ounce pour of that somewhere, I don't even remember, and it was uh, very beamy, um, very beamish, uh, if you will, tastes like, a, you'll learn if we, as we do this, um, uh, you'll start to taste some beam products, you'll start to taste a little beam to the products, if you will, beam has kind of a similar flavor profile over their whiskeys. Kind of almost a nuttiness to them. Um, and the lawnmower is getting closer. That's kind of exciting. Uh, so let's uh, sniff this rye one more time, I think. An earthiness to this, like a, maybe a, almost a, an earthy note to it. Um, I want to say, I don't want to say fresh cut grass because that's obviously what's going on out there. Like an earthy note, I guess. <laughs> Get a lot of grass. <laughs> I get a lot of fresh cut grass and crab grass. It smells like my neighbors and the lawnmower. I don't know. I'm going in for a sip of all this right. bad boy. What do you think? All right, let's give it a shot. Again, rye. We got bourbon, scotch, and rye. You're all over the map, son. All over the map. 
Really woke up my nose right there. Yeah. Really woke up my nose. <clears throat> Rye bread, I get some sweetness. I'm getting some definite sweet. That might be the cinnamon you're talking about I'm getting right there. I get some sweetness. I think it's just because of the burn is why I get cinnamon. Mm -hmm. And when I, when I think like of cinnamon, hat. it's just like a red, it's like a red hot. <laughs> the burn has him going to red hot. It, it'd be next whiskey, maybe hot wings as we get fireball. Fireball, atomic fireball as we get <laughs> further into this journey. Um, I'm going in for more of this. I think it's, oh yeah, look at the bottom. It's got the imperfection there. It's uh, angled. See that? Yeah, that's um, cool. that's pretty unique there, isn't it? I'm, I thought I bought a faulty bottle. I'm not going to lie. When I brought it home, I had to go online and say, okay, that's kind of what they're going for here. Huh. And um, another good one from this company is called Burr Rye, which is a mixture of bourbon and rye. And I'm going to get my hands on a bottle of that. Um, some whiskeys are very hard to find, Chris, you'll find. And we have I have a few rare ones in the collection, but not as many as I would like. And uh, some that I bought when I moved here are becoming very hard to find. Any Buffalo Trace products are just really, really hard to find at this point. Anything above like a baseline Buffalo Trace is very hard to find around here and other areas of the country or the world, as we sure the world is watching. Um, other areas of the world that can be easier to Fine, I'm sure. Prices are going to vary. I think this one was $31, I think, which I've seen it higher than that in other areas, too. So I think that's pretty good. This little guy here was $11.99, I think. Um, so just, uh, and it might be cheaper than, you know, some of these might be cheaper in your area, might be more, and that's stay part of the fun of it. So that's what happens. You get a little wobble when you screw down three pieces of wood 20 minutes before you shoot. So. Well, you did a good job. Actually, well, thank you. This thank isn't you. bad. Not bad at all. We're probably got dirty forearms, which we're just going to look like working men here. And I mean, you know, what are you going to do? I'm going in all for right. some more of this. What Let's do you going think? Going for some more. And then I've got an important question for you. Your favorite. Which one are you liking so far? I feel like this has more of a just a flat taste, whereas I can I can only. With the uh, high west there, I feel like I could um, taste a multitude of different flavors kind of bursting out, whereas this is more of just a one flat taste. This one is the scotch you mean you had more of a... This yeah. This is the high west here. This is oh. one that's bursting out, or what was the scotch was bursting out for you? Maybe it was the scotch. Okay. The one that had the citrus and the vanilla. Okay. And all. Yeah, that was the scotch. That was our friend Glenn yeah, I think that's my favorite thing. Oh, we might have a scotch pan on our hands, folks. I think we do. I only have one of the scotch to give you, but we'll maybe sample that next episode and I'll see what you think of a little more smoky scotch. A little more smoky, huh? But it's not on the, you know, on the scotch sale. It's not like an Ardbeg or a Laphroaig or anything like that. But it definitely has a little more uh, a smoky flavor than this. So. Yeah, I think the Glen Meringue was my favorite. I gotta right. get these uh, in order so I know what I, I know what I'm talking here. about. Okay, let's bust them all out here. This is a moment, uh, probably an exciting moment for those of you at home. All right, which one? How would you rate these? I know it's number one. Yeah, Glen Morangi, then the uh, High West. No, wait, wait, wait. Oh, hesitation. This guy's decided. Let me turn them to you here. Let them. I think their the Glen Morangi. Let them plead their cases. The uh, the beam. And then the high west. Okay, we got not a rye guy so far, and I would rank them completely different from this. I actually I would switch one and three. So I would actually You would switch one and three. No, I would think? not. That is incorrect. I would do that for my side, I would do this number one. And I would do this number two. 
having in this number three. Yoni Garado. Ooh, that's not a rough one. <laughs> he might have killed Yoda. Yoda may have just had a tragic ending to himself right there. On the first episode. On the first episode, Yoda down. Uh, I think we, what we should do is put a different accoutrement there every every episode. So Yoda got the first episode. I think you should bring something next time to put in the center. Okay, yeah. You got your baseball over there, I see. I, I do. It's a former baseball player right here. This and, uh, is a uh, Jacobs Field Cleveland Indians baseball. I'm a Cubs fan, so this is. So I think from, we got up. The, I think we got the one up in 2016. Can I call a timeout here? I do recall <laughs> that, and it was a, a tragic. How did, how did 2016 work out? Yeah. Uh, not so well for us, you bastard. Um, yeah, it was not the best for us Indians fans. It's good to get the monkey off of your backs as Cubs fans, but now that leaves us as the longest, uh, longest without a World mm-hmm. Series leaves it to us now. So. Well, I think um, obviously the Cubs 1908, but wasn't the, the Indians like 1948? So I I believe that is it. Yes, I believe that is. They were in it again in '54, but I believe they lost the Giants in '54. I believe, and um, then they weren't in it again until I is. Am I right saying 2000? Or I'm sorry, sorry, 1995. I think was the next time they were in it with the Albert Bell and Carlos Baerga's and uh, Jim Tomey and Manny Ramirez. Hell of a lineup. That's a lineup right there. They buddy. had a good. Uh, That's a lineup. They had a good year there in the mid '90s. I think the uh, '95, '96, and '97. They were. Uh, were they good in 90? Was it 94 was the lockout? 94 were, was the lockout. The White Sox were leading the division, actually, and the Indians just came on like gangbusters. And right when the strike happened, they were probably the hottest team in baseball or one of them. We were going a lot of games back then. So I'm drinking. I think Albert Bell had a lot of home runs that year, too. Anyway, I, I heard. Oh, I like that. I like uh, I like me some rye, people. I like me some rye. I heard they're going to start up baseball in July. Baseball in July, this, these pandemic times. Again, I, I show you the social distance and encourage everyone to do the same at this point because um, nobody knows. We don't know what the heck's going on. I don't think the experts know what's going on. I think I just saw a hummingbird fly across the inside of the barn. That may not be good. Um, hopefully it can find its way out the large door and then back into life. Um, get your take on something, Chris, as you look up the Albert Bell stats here. Um, there's an article today out of Georgia saying they're having problems with these four-foot-long lizards that people have put in their homes and have turned back to the wild. Now they're getting out in the wild, and they can eat uh, birds, berries, uh, things out of people's gardens and everything. What is your take on the whole pet reptile situation? In favor, against, how do you feel about that? I I don't uh, want any giant lizards uh, in my house. Something that that could kill me or... I have a, a ten pound dog, so he just right. bites your ankles. But uh, a, a, a lizards kind of like scare me a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did we learn that Chris has a dog that's a lot like an oven mitt? We learned that today, which is okay. Which is that's all right, you know, that's all right. Um, if any of you concluded that we're not bodybuilders, you are actually right. Um, we, that was that was not true. I look stumped by his phone right now, and that's okay. A little worry lines go. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, I, I could not agree more with Chris on this one. And sometimes we're not going to agree with these random subjects, but I think lizards and reptiles should remain where lizards and reptiles are. You know, I think they have homes in the Amazon and places that are warm and some in my yard here in Kentucky, and I think that's where they should stay. Didn't they have problems with uh, people bringing home alligators and then they would 
flush them down the toilet, but they would live in the sewer? Yes. yes. Is that a thing? Yeah, and possibly become moot and poo gators, maybe. I don't know. And I mean, I tell me this. Okay, what kind of joy are you getting out of your lizard? You know, it's like I go in the cage once a day and go, look, it's my lizard. Look at that. And the lizard's going, yeah. And that's the same. Is that it? I mean, is it? It's going to eat this mouse now? Uh, how, how, how long does that stay fun before you're getting rid of the darn thing, you know? Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't get the whole snake thing either. Yeah, they're kind of creepy. And, um, I mean, how many mice can you watch it eat before it's like, okay, let's, uh, we need to flush this in the commode or take it out to the state park or something like that. And don't do that, by the way. You've committed to this pet. Some lizards live to be 20 years old. I read in that article today. You buy it, you keep it. Yeah, I definitely think you should stay committed to a pet if you buy it. I mean, do the research, people. Unlike me on the scotch, do the research. You know? Do the research. That's all we're saying. We don't need these strays running around our neighborhoods, terrorizing our communities. We just don't need them. All right. Well, Chris, I think we tried three uh, very different whiskeys today. I don't know if we're going to get you into the whiskey lover mode. I don't know. I mean, we're going to try. It's going to be fun trying. Uh, next uh, next episode, we'll probably have at least one or two more whiskeys, maybe pour a little more and just sip them as we talk. Um Get a little more in-depth in the tasting and uh, maybe do a little more of uh, some more techniques on how to taste and how to nose the whiskeys. Uh, maybe get a little more in-depth into that. Maybe just stick with one or two. And uh, maybe do that other scotch that I have uh, and see how you like that and kind of just take a journey on this and uh, see where we end up. We might end up both drinking beers here by the end of this and be perfectly happy doing that. So Sounds good to me. Like. Uh... Any closing things, any plugs, where to see this or where to look this up or anything you want to end this with? Um, no. No? <laughs> okay. No. Uh, uh, hopefully was, uh, this ends up on YouTube or eventually ends up on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. We want to try to uh, start something and keep it rolling here and uh, hopefully bring some kind of value to viewers. And um, You know, I, I, we can uh, do um, – we can take off on different topics and subjects, maybe some pop culture, so yeah, maybe some send news. Send us one. Send us a topic. Uh, we'll run with it. You know? Yeah, give us some topics to talk about. And, Absolutely. Uh, We're happy to wing it. We're not rehearsing any of this stuff. I mean, I'm not afraid to say I don't know what's in scotch except for alcohol. And uh, not afraid to make a mistake, not afraid to not know and do the research and look it up and know next time. So we're not afraid of any topic. We're not afraid to go off the cuff here. So Yeah. Obviously an unrehearsed, as you probably could all tell. Well, uh, yeah, it might get chopped up in the editing process. Here, some of this so. might get chopped up. Some of this might not make it. So I mean, the whole thing might not make it. The whole thing might not make it. it so <laughs> we'll see. Just uh, I hope you tune in next time and hope you, I hope you enjoyed watching us here. Uh, yeah. Watch again. Uh, if you like this, uh, this is our first video. If you like it, subscribe to our channel uh, and keep listening. Whiskey Words and Wisecracks. Whiskey Words and Wisecracks out. All right. All right. Well, we're still rolling. Well, yeah. We're still... I'm drinking beer. All right. This is really good, man.